us. So there's this debate playing out right now. Are crypto assets, cryptocurrencies, commodities, are they securities? The SEC says, well, uh, alleges ether is a security, it alleges other things are securities. The CFTC says, well, no, these are all commodities for the most part. What, what's happening here? What's the, what's, the, what's the view? How does this get resolved? Well, that's right, everybody. Welcome back to How About That Crypto. Clarity is not something that the industry or the market has. So do not be fooled by the regula regulators and the mainstream media because they are lying to you. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Bitcoin Stylist. You're watching How About That Crypto. And uh, I'm, I'm back from a break. I have uh, an events company that consumed me during the last month. And a lot has happened. So what do we have? We have, uh, first of all, we've had a hearing with the SEC, the head of the SEC, and uh, he continues to say that there's clarity. Uh, I'd like to revisit that conversation in a second. Uh, this is not financial advice. Uh, you can do use the links below to do your own research. Uh, loss, we also have some lawsuit updates uh, and some regulatory updates and some bankruptcy updates. And that's what I'm going to do for you today. And uh, you can expect to see me twice a week moving forward on Mondays and Fridays. All right. So why don't we get, jump into the this is the video you just watched was Kristen Johnson, a commissioner for the CFTC or the Commodities and Future Trading Commission. Let's see what she has to say on clarity. All right. So I'm going to share my screen again. And you can follow along, listen up. If you're listening on podcasts, you can use the link below or you can just listen up. So there's this debate playing out right now. Are crypto assets, cryptocurrencies, commodities, are they securities? The SEC says, well, uh, alleges ether is a security, it alleges other things are securities. The CFTC says, well, no, these are all commodities for the most part. What? What's happening here? What's the, what's, the, what's the view? How does this get resolved? Well, in truth, the way our regulatory framework works is that we need Congress to step in and help. Uh, there's a gap in how the law governing securities and the law governing commodities works uh, as we apply that to this innovative technology uh, that is uh, assets created using distributed digital ledger technology. And so something I'd share right away is there is a harmonization between those two statutes and there is a path forward. And we've used that path before in the context of defining swaps, the over-the-counter derivatives that became part of our regulatory mandate in 2010 with the Dodd-Frank Act. The SEC and CFTC worked together in collaboration uh, after Congress gave us that direction that that we could and should collaborate to find a path forward. I'm hopeful we'll see that again. So basically she said that we need to get clarity from Congress through legislation. And uh, she said that the CFTC is willing to talk about the things they need to talk about and engage them. But basically she is confirming that there is no clarity in the market. So it just reinforces the fact that the head of the SEC is playing politics and cozying up to only the people who can give him a promotion to the open secret that he wants to be the Treasury Secretary. Now, now let's move forward because now that we've established that there still is no clarity, 
Uh, we do. I would like to give some clarity to some of you. Uh, I know how you feel because I'm in the same boat when it comes to the bankruptcies. I have multiple uh, companies that have filed bankruptcy. Uh, for full disclosure, I have money on BlockFi and Voyager, and I am waiting for these updates. So here you go. Let's jump into the updates. So Coinbase sues. Let's see. Here we go. Coinbase sues the SEC and wins with a text-only order. So why don't we just kind of look at that right now? Um, so this is Forbes magazine, and its author, Maria Gracia Centiana Linares. And the title is called Coinbase Wins Court Round, but SEC has options to, dis to delay explaining crypto rules. So Coinbase has won an initial victory in its campaign to make the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission explain how it decides when cryptocurrency should be considered securities. But the agency has a number of avenues it can take to push back. So we have here, we have that a federal appeals court gave the agency 10 days to explain why it's sat on the leading U.S. crypto exchange's July request for rules on how to conduct digital assets transactions. So Coinbase sent the SEC a request for explanation of rules for how they're supposed to conduct digital transactions, how they should consider things, securities, commodities. And it says... Um, but this will not, and then the they sent they sued them, and a judge said, "Yeah, wait, SEC, why aren't you sending us this information? Why aren't you sending them the information? SEC, you have ten days to explain." Well, this author says that it does not necessarily translate to a quick acquiescence by the SEC, which has been attempting to assert authority over the crypto market this year in a series of actions that appears to be linked to a wider government crackdown of course it's a of course it's connected to a wider government crackdown because if it wasn't then the cftc wouldn't be going out and saying we don't have clarity we need congress to act the fact that the third circuit court is moving quickly is not a surprise and is not a single signal that coinbase will win says virginia-based securities lawyer James Murphy. It is unlikely that the SEC would just agree to engage in the rulemaking process that Coinbase has requested. So it says um, the agency may not provide a sub substantive response by the court's deadline. It could just dismiss the action altogether. The SEC could argue that it's operating within its right to continue to mull over Coinbase's request for rulemaking for a while longer. So basically the saying they could kick the can down the road. Uh, alternatively, the agency could just say no, denying the exchange's initial request for a clear definition. Now, the really interesting part of this, I like this, pick this article for this story, is that this part, it says that the strategy, however, would give Coinbase an opportunity to take the SEC to court and make the case that rules are necessary. According to an April 24th company blog post issued in conjunction with the exchange's petition to the Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit, which includes Delaware, where Coinbase is incorporated. The SEC could also file a motion to dismiss Coinbase's petition with the federal court, arguing the agency is completely within its discretion to move within a reasonable time on the ruling. 
And uh, it, they continue on to say that they'd argue there's no evidence that they've abused the discretion. So, you know, is this really a win? I don't know. It doesn't really sound like a win. But nonetheless, it could be an opportunity for greater and greater ammunition to put in front of Congress to say, tell them why they need to act. Okay, so now the CFTC uh, sued Binance. I'm going to go back to that same uh, Kristen Johnson, who is a commissioner for the SEC, who said that, who just told us that there's no clarity uh, for the markets. However, under with Binance, it's interesting because there's a completely different thing going on between uh, Binance and the regulator, in this case, is the CFTC. And it says the CFTC sued Binance, its CEO, Chengping Zhao, and Cheng Chengpeng Zhou and its com former chief compliance officer last month, alleging the platform solicited users and the use through its platform and allowed them to trade derivatives despite not being authorized to do so, even after Binance said it would stop operating in the U.S. in 2019. That's Binance, not Binance U.S. Okay, so I'm going to play... A little clip. It's just about a minute long. I think it's really good to hear straight from the horse's mouth. So they, as they say, you don't want to hear from me. You want to hear from someone else. All right. So I'm going to play this video. Check it out. CFTC plan to pursue this case. So, Arjun, let me point out really quickly that the fact that a company is not organized in the United States and may not, in fact, intend to uh, trigger regulation in the United States doesn't mean that they are free from regulatory oversight. Our regulations make plain that where you involve U.S. persons, where you involve U.S. customers, where you trigger or, or potentially cause effects that impact the stability of U.S. financial markets, we have authority. And in fact, going back to the 2010 Dodd-Frank Act, very explicitly, there's a provision there that we're using for the very first time in the Binance litigation. And that provision is an anti-evasion principle. The anti-evasion principle works in a specific way. It prevents someone from orchestrating abroad, outside the United States, overseas, um, a business that is intended very much to impact U.S. customers, to attract or solicit U.S. investors, and to have what we would describe as causes and effects in the United States. Uh, so our reading of what we've seen in terms of the evidence suggests that that provision could be applicable in the context of Binance. Uh, and so as a result, our Division of Enforcement has in fact brought, brought a case alleging the same. And just a quick one. All right. So I thought she did a really good job uh, not just kind of threading the needle with her language that she used. But basically, she's saying that you can't be domiciled outside of the U.S., and uh, avoid the U.S. rules and do business with the U.S. So that's why they're getting sued. So I'll keep you up to date with that. Now, regulatory updates. Micah, the biggest, biggest news I'd say that's hap that's been going on in crypto, especially since I last spoke to you, was markets and crypto assets legislation was approved. So it says the EU approves Micah. Unleashing a new era in digital asset regulation. This is an article by Tal Eliashiv, and it's on the street. It says Europe creates new comprehensive regulatory regime to tame crypto while U.S. uses patchwork of existing laws to enforce what it can. Basically, the argument is being made that the rest of the world is moving forward. So here you go. Um, the European Union Parliament voted 517 to 38 
so a vast majority in favor of a new crypto licensing, licensing regime called markets and crypto assets. This is a major milestone as the EU is the first major jurisdiction in the world to introduce a comprehensive crypto law. In the words of Stephen Berger, the lawmaker who led negotiations on the Michael legislation, the rule put the the rules put the EU at the forefront of the token economy. The European crypto asset industry has regulatory clarity that does not exist in countries like the US. And it goes on to say that Europe is pulling ahead of the US. And um, and I think that this one last paragraph at the bottom was that despite the short-term pain and, and to the dismay of crypto purists, I believe that EU's MICA, this is the author, I believe EU's MICA regulation, some people like to call it MICA, but I like MICA, regulation represents a major milestone in the regulation of the cryptocurrency market. While some in the industry may be concerned about the impact on innovation and investment, the clear and comprehensive regulation is long overdue and is critical for the growth of the crypto asset ecosystem. The U.S. and other major jurisdictions should take note of the EU's approach and work to create their own comprehensive regulatory frameworks for digital assets. So basically, um, it's not as good good as some of us would have liked however it's good that now investors and businesses can now operate in europe and the eu with a clear set of rules so without fear of getting sued like here in the us it's like a strong arm man culture doggy dog world where the government can weaponize the sec to abuse its power and single out an industry that is threatening the incumbency of the U.S. banking system. Remember, the Federal Reserve Act was created in 1913. We just re-signed uh, after a hundred-year, a hundred-year contract with the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is not a government organization; they are a private organization, and uh, they the only thing that makes them somewhat public is that the U.S. government gets to appoint seven of the 13 members on the Federal Federal Open Market Committee, which votes on the rules. But it is nonetheless, it is a government entity. And when the government is electing those members to sit on the board and they are former bankers who are the members of the Federal Reserve System. So it's just remember that this is a private organization running our running our monetary policy, not the government. No matter despite what you think, prove me wrong because you can't. Okay, so anyway, moving forward. Now I digress. <laughs> um, the UK is now wanting to go big with MICA. So the UK government has said, like the UK is not part of the EU anymore. So basically. They it's like game theory. It's like, well, we want to be the best because London is known as like a financial hub of the world throughout history, long history. And it says the UK government has said it is committed to an effective legal framework aiming to protect consumers, promote innovation, and stop financial crime. In a recent interview, London City Minister and Economic Secretary to the Treasury, Andrew Griffith, predicted that the UK's regulatory framework for cryptocurrencies would roll out within the next 12 months. This suggests that the UK government is busily developing its regulatory approach to digital assets and is keen to do so in a timely manner. That's right. Game theory, baby. And moving on to so this is an article at CNBC by Li Yang Shan. Uh, 
and it's called One Country, Two Crypto Systems, Hong Kong Harbors Crypto Hub Ambitions Despite China's Crackdown on CNBC. That's right. China gets to have its cake and eat it, too. It says that Hong Kong is planning to introduce new rules in June that will require crypto trading platforms to be licensed by the Securities and Futures Commission. The regulator has already launched a consultation on its proposal to regulate virtual asset trading platforms. It says, so it continues on to talk about like, well, how does this work with China? It says, if anything, China might be looking at the effect on Hong Kong following those rules, the issuance of new crypto linked products or blockchain based solutions and the picking up of trading and business activities that might ensue. In the future, it may serve as a model for policy formulations in other regions in China if it proves successful. So there you go. They get to shut down uh, their mainlanders and they they get to give the give the Hong Kongers the opportunity to play around in crypto. Uh, and uh, it's at the expense of the rights of the mainlanders. But I guess in China's eyes, they think that as safer than opening up to everybody, they can kind of like test it, I guess. So nonetheless, we are going to get more rules and laws that businesses and investors can know how to operate in the countries. All right. So this is all positive news. Now we go into bankruptcy updates. So I found this really great article on securities.io, and it says bankruptcy update, FTX to reboot, BlockFi to release certain assets. I also found this other really good article on dfr.vermont.gov. It's a Ver official Vermont government website, and it's titled, it's for the Department of Financial Regulation. It's an investor alert. Um, so I've got some really good information from both of these uh, I want to share with you. And I also did a little digging on BlockFi. So let's start with Voyager. So Voyager Digital uh, was uh, went bankrupt and was originally going to have FTX uh, acquire and distribute the the assets, but we know that FTX was a bunch of BS, and so now we know that they're not going to run to our rescue. Then Binance came along and said, "No, we got you." Well, they pulled out and there's some theories that maybe because of the Paxos uh, lawsuit and uh, Binance USD, maybe they pulled out part of that, but who knows. But for now, they're going looking into self-liquidation, uh, which means that they'll get a low, we, the customers will get a lower, uh, lower return than we would have gotten under acquisition. And we should expect to hear further hearings in the upcoming weeks. Celsius. The judge said that assets in the earn accounts are the property of Celsius. Assets distributed amongst customers and creditors uh, that will begin uh, because they're selling off their assets. A new company is being built where creditors will get equity. So the difference between a customer and creditor is nothing. <laughs> there are people who um, were had equity in the business or put up their money. So all those people are getting lumped together with customers, and uh, it does not look like the best op best outcome. Uh, Celsius began auctioning off its assets, and it's ongoing, and we're expecting further hearings this spring. FTX, the fraud trial is in October for SBF. The There is a potential reboot this year of FTX. Are you going to put your money there? 
I won't. Customers can get equity as part of a deal of the new company, and the attorneys say that there should be no full-on deal until Q2 of 2024. So they're saying one more year before you know what's going on. Okay, BlockFi. We have been told what our claim is by BlockFi. So you can check it out. I'll leave a, uh, I'll show you, I'll leave a link below. Uh, let's see, it's right here. There's this portal you can go to to, to find out uh, what your what your claim is, if you don't already know. Uh, we're still waiting to hear what the exact date and plan is. And there's technically is no bankruptcy plan on the table as of yet. All right. So I'll leave all these links in the description below. And uh, I promise that I will not leave you again for so long. And, uh, you know, every time that I need to take a break, it seems like the crypto world goes on fire. So I hope that you appreciate I'm coming back and I am, I appreciate this update uh, for any of you who are worried. I hope it helps all of you. And I want to be your place to that you can go to to hear updates and someone to not just shill crypto, but I want to talk about the realities of the of the adoption of this of this asset class and of this technology. And um, I look forward to digging in. There's been a lot of really good news. And uh, so check in on Friday for that. All right. Until then, hot along.